This is an SM Media production. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, here again as a host, delighted to be joined again by Mark Wilson. Mark, how are we doing? Yeah, great. Thanks, Scott. I've a busy day of football, so I'm, I'm all clued up for tonight's show. Brilliant. Mark Shagland, the Ocken Lake Talbot Hitman's back on. How are we doing, Mark? I am good, Scott. Brilliant. And we're joined this week by a very special guest. Mark Roberts has called him his right-hand man in the air dressing room. And I've also been told he's the, the Phoenix Knights genius. Knows every line of Phoenix Knights. Former Morton, former Livingston, former Airman, Scott McLaughlin. Scott, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Pleasure to have you. No, good to be on, mate. Good to be on. How are you? You good? Very well, thank you. Very well. All the better seeing me shankers in there. <laughs> <laughs> you retired at the end of August. What have you been up to? Uh, no, I've been running, mate. Just running. Running? Off the lockdown. Run every single day. That's what I've given myself right in it. Running. Nah, I don't miss playing at all. I'm into, I'm doing agent work as well now. Are you? Uh, alongside, I've been a personal trainer for over three years as well, so tying the two of them in together. No, I've never really missed playing at all. That's probably why I, I chucked it. See, I locked down, I didn't, I didn't miss it at all, so I thought, what's the point of carrying on? Still, are you, how many things you watch back Phoenix Nights have a lockdown? <laughs> to be fair, I watched it, I watched it once. I found it on, I found it on a Gabby Link, I just sat in my bed and watched it one day. Alan Mahood says you're the Kenny Junior, it has Kenny Senior. Would, would you say to that? <laughs> nah, we were more Kenny, we? Kenny Senior close <laughs> to each other. Brilliant. Right, we'll start off. Well, Friday night was a big night for Scottish football this week, obviously. The four games on Friday night, we'll start off with a big game. Aberdeen won 2 0 against Hibs. They went to third in the league with 26 points. Scott Wright's uh, Sam Crosgrove get the goals. Shankers, I just want to start with you. Like obviously Aberdeen flying the now second strongest start we've had in twenty years. Like how well are they playing and what were your kind of thoughts in the game? Aye, they're, they're obviously doing well and and they're probably the kind of the best of the, of the rest of now apart from the old firm. So uh, I'm not surprised to see them to see them winning there. Uh, Hibs obviously off the back of losing the semi final. Uh, they're a wee bit down, so it's probably a good time for Aberdeen to get them. Uh, I watched the, the game back, and what I took for it, like, I don't mind teams playing it for the back and whatnot when it's right, but uh, Aberdeen's two goals came for defenders trying to play it, and, and the ball going through, and, and Aberdeen eventually scoring two goals. Only two shots from target all night, uh, and it was two goals, and it, it came for, for two Hibs mistakes, so, so Hibs will probably be looking back uh, disappointment for that, but but they never really, they never, uh, never really uh, caused Joe Joe Lewis any problems uh, in the Aberdeen goal. Uh, but other than that, there was there wasn't there wasn't much in the game. It was two two sloppy mistakes for for Hibs, and and that's where the goals have came from. Aberdeen mm. were playing pretty well. Like, as I say, second strongest start we've had in twenty years. They're playing good football. Like Cosgrove's back. Like how big a presence is he? Like he'll throw this to you, uh, Scott and Wilson. Like who's how can I important cause growth to that team and getting getting goals for him? I think it's good to have see like a big a, a target man or a focal point somebody hit because I quite like the boy Hedges. Nah, he shifts he, when he comes in after right and he's whipping balls in towards what you're wanting somebody like Cosgrove to get on get on the end of, I think so he was a miss for them when Cosgrove wasn't playing. But uh, yeah. I think this, I think they showed they've kind of got goals or the partner when it's, they're not just relying on one person. Mm-hmm. Scott Wright's another one that's impressed me. Like he's been really, really solid, and just uh, even against Celtic, I thought he came on and made a massive difference. Like Wilson, who's can like Hibs as well. We're touching Hibs in a wee second, but how how important of like just having the creative players for Aberdeen? Like now, when you know that's probably been a criticism Aberdeen the past couple of years have not been really creative, but now they're kind of getting there. Like, I think a few players are making a difference. I think they found the right balance with players as well. Um, you know, they got McCrory and Considine that do the kind of the kind of hard work and put on a shift. Ash Taylor, these kind of guys. Um, but I, I think I think Sam Groves is a good asset, and it's it's interesting to see that there's still space, you know, for a big target man striker. 
um, successful in teams because obviously a lot of teams now are playing for the back and into feet, you know, playing wide, etc. Whereas it still shows you it can be effective. And they've got Curtis Main in reserve as well, who's, who's a handful. So, again, I think Aberdeen, as Mark said, will be the best of the rest. Um, but I say they'll be glad Sam Cosgrove's back, certainly. Mm-hmm. A big result for Aberdeen, but Hibs as well been pretty flat. Like, is the jank the breaks came at the right time for them, Shankles? Like, just to get that kind of rest I and <laughs> get back to some sort of kind of form that they were, they were in before the, I would say before the game against Hearts, to be honest. They were in pretty good form up until then, but they'll need that. I think they do need that kind of break. Do you know how that as well? I, I think they do. As you said before, Hearts game, I, I was on here and I was saying I thought they would be too strong for, for Hearts in that final and I, I couldn't have been more uh, more wrong. But they'll know how many players are going to be in international duty. So maybe, I don't know whether the manager will give them time off or whether because off the barky a couple of results, he'll, he'll still have them in working on things. But uh, the break probably has came at the right time off the back of two bad results for them. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to the other, one of our games. St. Johnson played Kilmarnock. It was a, it was terrible conditions, but St. Johnson get the 1-0 victory. So, uh, big win for St. Johnson, but we'll touch on Kilmarnock as well. Wilson, what were your thoughts of the game? Again, it was a typical St. Johnston Kilmarnock game. You know, it's it's a nil-nil or a one each usually. Um, and I, I've said on this programme before that I don't fancy St. Johnston at all this season. I know it's maybe Carl Davidson's first season, but unfortunately Kilmarnock were really, really poor in spell, long spells of the game, unfortunately. Um, and that's now three games in a row, three three defeats and no goals scored um, in a row. And to be fair, uh, Alex Dyer and the team have taken a bit of bashing on social media eh, since Friday. All sorts of polls and all that about who's... But again, it's, it's the same old story. Who, who comes in? Who, who, who can do any better with the resources you're given? Um, but I think the biggest clamour is, again, to go try and play two up front. You know, when they went two up front, they seem to be doing a lot better. Um, and just getting back to basics. But the, the one up front with the two wide players doesn't, doesn't seem to be working. And it's, I know... But you always think the home games are important. The loss to Hibs at home. If you get enough, Rangers or Celtic, it's a bonus. Um, but Kilmarnock really need to be going to St. Johnston and, you know, at the worst getting a draw. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I do think in terms of personnel in the squads, Kilmarnock are miles ahead of St. Johnston, to be honest. Conditions played a part in how the game went. Like No, the conditions are the same for both teams, so... It's not as if there was no fog when St. Johnson hit the ball and fog when Kamal the ball. It's the same for both teams. You just, you just need to deal with it. Mm. Scotty, like, how hard is that to play like, in that kind of, the kind of conditions? Like, it must be brutal. Just It looked horrible. Well, once you've played up our broth, you've, you've seen a bit of nothing. I mean, I love Summer's Day compared to people that play for our broth, not mean. So, as Mark says, but that's just, it's the same for both teams. You just need to try and it's kind of who managed the conditions better than others, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Shankers, like, who do you, like, how big a win's that for St. Johnson? Like, me, me and you probably been more critical of like, how little they've kind of offered up front. Like, but they looked, they looked good. Like, they, Matt Namara scored the goal. Like, how it put them up to eight. Like, they look better. They look better going forward anyway the past couple of games we've seen them. I, they've got uh, good players in forward areas. Like, O'Halloran, uh, Conway players like that uh, in forward areas who can hurt teams uh, I've watched them a few times and they create chances it's just obviously struggling to put the chances away but as Wilson touched on for Kilmarnock they should be looking to get uh, points for St Johnson but like, St Johnson should be the same like teams like Kilmarnock they're both level in points now but they need to pick up uh, points for, for teams running about them and, uh, and obviously St Johnson gets three points there maybe, maybe that'll push them on a bit um, the boy up, Matt Namara is a good player. I've watched him a few times. He's, mm-hmm. he's impressive doing that right hand side. Mm-hmm. He's got a good dungeon. Yeah. Uh, it was a good result for St. Johnson. Kilmarnock will, will be another team who kind of want the break. But we'll move on to the, the Ross County Livingston game. Scotty, your former team, Livingston, got a draw uh, up in the Highlands. Like old pal of show as well. Nicky Devlin got the Livingston goal. Ollie Shaw scored for Ross County. Like the fans were in as well. Like, maybe your kind of thoughts in the game. Ah, it's good. It was good. It's good that uh, some punters are getting back in anyway, and hopefully, hopefully that's the start of getting getting people back watching watching football again. But uh, I think I think it's one of the ones you could kind of kind of predict. You couldn't you couldn't really pick a team to win. So 
a draw is probably one you'd pick. And I think it's a good, it's a better point for Livy than it is for Ross County. Obviously, Ross County are looking to try and try and win their home games. And good to see Nicky get a goal. He doesn't score very many, but I always like to see uh, ex teammates doing well. And there's, there's a few up there like him and we Forest. So I no. uh, always keep an eye on, on how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Gary Holt's done a great job there like, as well, like, just getting them organised. But uh, I would say Ross County were pretty poor defensively, like, and I would spit. When you're poor defensively, like you need to be have that threat going forward, and they just don't have that. Like it's just hard to see how Ross County don't finish in the either tenth, eleventh, or twelfth. I just don't see them having the forward threat. Like where did you where did you just kind of hang of the game? What is them to get anything else to add? I think they're kind of chopping and changing their team a lot. Ross County, they've not really got a settled team. Uh, I mean, we might we Mitch Gardines. I think he's a top man. He's been kind of in and out of the team. Uh, He'd be my first name in the team sheet every week for Ross County, because mm-hmm. because he is creative. He's he's always liable to to go and to go and to go and make something happen. And I said he's kind of in the team. There's no really got a settled eleven. What what they want to go with? Now you usually you've got a, a set eleven. You go right. That's my set eleven. Then you chop and change there. They don't really go that way. They can go back to. They keep changing from from week to week. Mm-hmm. Did Wilson Shankles use anything? Just kind of want to talk about the game or? Nah, I, I, well, I'll touch on Hamilton later on when we discuss that, but I, I, I fear for Ross County this year. Uh, I've said, again, I've said it on this show, I fear for them. As, as uh, Scott mentioned, there's a better point for Livy, but Ross County, if they want to stay up, they need to be beating uh, teams like Livingston and Hamilton, St. Martin, etc., especially in home games. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, I, th- I think they'll be down, you know, the, the relegation side of the league coming in. Shankers, how how important that a points that for Livingston? Like as as I say, like Nicky get the goal and they fought back well, like they were struggling for the last parts of the game, but they fought back to get a point. Is think that's a good point for Livingston? I as Scott said, it's a good point away up there. Uh, that's teams that, that they'll be battling against to try and stay in the division and the forty whether it's one point or three points, uh, I think any point away from home to a team run about your kind of kind of level in the league is a good point and it that could be vital come the last day of the season. Definitely. The final game on Friday night was a, a, both, a boring 0-0 draw between St Mirren and the D United. St Mirren were obviously rusty after four weeks off with COVID, but they, get, they were the better team and probably should have got the victory. I worry for the D United if they're no, if they're no firing. Like they're, 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 they've got three really good strikers in McNulty, Shanklin <clears> and Clark, but... Like, did you think that was a fair result, Scotty? Like, I just want to ask you. Like, obviously, would you you would have played with Lauren Shanklin, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, no, but I know him well. I know Aye. him really well. Uh, great striker. I mean, scores goals. Scottish internationalist. Um, like I said, there's there's plenty of goals in the team. So that's what I think. Oh, we'll we'll stand we'll stand down United in good stead for the season. They have got goals in the team. We have Nicky Clark as well. We Nicky scored. I played with Nicky Clark at Queen of the South. Yeah. They'll always get goals as well. Uh, at Munna, I think it's that's 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 been their big problem. They've, I can't remember the last time they actually had a proper 20-goal season striker. No, I mean, I think that's been their problem for, probably Steven for years. Probably Steven Barry Levetti. Barry Levetti. <laughs> <laughs> big, big Barry Levetti, man. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> uh, no, but I think, as you say, go back, probably Big Tom was the last one. Uh, I mean, before that was the big boy Higdon. Nah, uh, Mark Yardley. Big Yardley, what a what a player he was. But like did they write it like but did they write it like, as well? Like they weren't very creative. Like I just want to ask you, like ask Wilson, like Jack, that was a fair result. Like to, to be honest, I, I didn't I didn't see I've not even seen the highlights of that game. Uh, usually it's no no, you know, I, I don't tend to watch it, but I was reading the paper today and they were saying that there was no shots on target. Neither keeper made a, a save. Is that right? I'm thinking, I'm glad I didn't watch it in sports. <laughs> Ten minutes of my life that I would never get back. But as, as I'm so glad they couldn't get in. <laughs> I think Shaggy's excellent. I really, I really do. I would have loved, at the time, um, Kilmarnock to sign him. I, I think he's a really good player, a good athlete as well. Um, but I, I think the will be fine. Um, St Marin, who, I, 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 think, I think they'll stay up. I think they'll stay up. There'll be other teams below St Marin for that way. Shankers, just before we move on to the, the games today, like how your kind of thoughts of the game and how how important is it for Dundee and I to Anson Marin to get the get the goals and get higher up the table because I think that's where both teams are struggling right now. 
I said start firing. I don't I don't think they'll have anything to worry about. It's just as I said, it's just whether they've got like they need somebody in behind them, maybe thread balls through, put balls in in the box. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure of their squad. I, I just know that if the front three get chances, they, they will get you goals. Uh, St Mun coming off the back, I'm, I'm on it off. It is hard. I know what it's like. I can maybe say you've been out the team uh, for four weeks and try to get back. So I can imagine what the full squad will be like if, if they're not played for a month and, and then coming into a, a game like that. Uh, but so I think St Mun could struggle this year. I've seen... At the start of the season, I think it was one of the drummers, Tom McManus or something, he's sitting on the top six, but I think he's miles off it there. Mm-hmm. Shan, can you remember when we were early together and because I stayed in Paisley, you asked me to get um, the Paisley Panthers draft for you? <laughs> 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 you remember that, mate? No, that must have, must have missed out. Autograph. <laughs> said, quite few, said quite a few dark things at that point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, move on to, we'll move on to what's happening today. Like we'll, we'll start off at Fur Park. At Thursday night, I was desperate to do a, an immediate aftermath of Thursday night's action in the Europa League just to get the, the opinion of Wilson and what went on. But Celtic, I just want to touch on it before we talk about the game. Like, what was your thoughts on Thursday night about that? Basically, shambolic performance at home. I just get there's no there's no better word to say it than that. Did it doesn't 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 get doesn't get any worse than that. To be honest, um, to, to be to be I mean they were they were absolutely terrible. However, I, I think Sparta Prague should have got a wee bit more. Do you know what I mean? I, I think when you think all oh, these dead European teams, you know. Come to Scotland, you know, for you think it's a formality they're going to get beat. They've got good quality players and they play at such a different style from you know the Scottish way of playing. But it doesn't hide the fact that Celtic were absolutely atrocious, completely clueless. Completely, it was, it was, it was awful. And it's a shame for the coefficient that after Rangers' positive result, it should have been a win out in uh, Portugal, but unfortunately, it fell at the last. Yes. <laughs> Portugal, it's Benfica. But after that, like, how important is it to go and they go to far part of the day and win four one? Like El Yunusi gets a hat trick, Rogic I thought Rogic ran the show, I thought it was good, I thought as well. Like, but Mother with chances, but how, how important is that for Celtic to get that that win? Well as I was saying on here, every week that I've been on, it should be the only priority that they have. Um but beat, beating Motherwell is you know, it's, it's paper over cracks for me, to be honest. Celtic and Rangers are judged on, hopefully, Champions League football, you know, uh, going far in the Europa League and beating each other. It's, it, should, it should be for the, for the resources and everything else. Going to first part and winning should be running the mill. And it's fine that maybe it's maybe bought Neil Lennon a couple of weeks. Um, but... Again, I, I hope folk don't look at it and say, oh, yeah, well, he didn't play, he didn't play Duffy today, um, so, and they won. Well, he, he didn't play Greg Taylor for three games, and he lost three games. Um, Edward looks completely disinterested, even when he come on as a sub. And I don't know if you noticed, I was watching the game, and just before the, the two subs come on, he, he gave kind of El Hamed a wee pep talk, a wee cuddle around the neck, and Edward just stood there, and Lennon didn't say anything to him at all. Um, and you saw by his body language, his lack of work rate, there's obviously an issue um, there. Um, whereas it's possibly the same issue that Gerardo Morello has had, but that seems obviously to be sorted out, um, wanting away. But as I say, they should be, they should be no disrespect to Murrow, but Celtic should be going there and expecting to win. Um, and as I say, it's possibly kept Lennon in a job till after an international break, because I did say after I think it was the old firm and DC Milan defeat that. If Celtic, you know, were going to press the panic button, today would have been the day, and they've got, you know, a week of international, we got a new manager in, but then he'll be missing 13, 14 players away in international duty, um, but this, this would have been the time, so I think from now, Lennon will be the manager until January anyway. Scotty, just I want to touch on this with you as well, like, see when we've heard the kind of phrase, I don't agree with this phrase, like, yeah, the managers lost the dressing room and you're not playing for your manager and things like that. Like see when there is that kind of pressure on the manager, like, is it hard for the players to kind of pick themselves up or 
Aye, but it comes that sh- that should be personal pride, especially playing for a big club at Celtic. You shouldn't yeah. need more half a manager. You should that should be enough that you're playing for for Celtic to motivate yourself. I never played a game like that. Oh, I hope the manager motivates me today. Yeah. <laughs> not I mean you just went out and you played your you played your game, no matter regardless, you know what I mean? Obviously you played sometimes you knew the manager was under pressure, but you didn't try any less and try any harder. But see when see sometimes when the going's tough, you just can't run that extra yard, you just feel sluggish, you feel drained. Whereas the other hand other hand, see if you're flying, he feels as if you could run all day and sprint right. and your touch is bang on. It's just yeah. a business issue, but to totally blame Everton on the manager is just, it, it, it can't be done. Don't get me wrong, Lennon's obviously going to carry the can for it because it's his team and he's signed a big load of the players and all that. But the players need to need to, need to to look at themselves as well. And I'm not talking about just Celtic, I'm talking about any club. MD, I mean, it's so easy to just blame the manager. But sometimes you need to, there's the old saying you need to look in the mirror sometimes and, and that's what you need to do. But Scott, have you have you ever and Mark obviously the same question? Have have you ever been in a dressing room where there's there's obviously players that dislike the manager and they have down tools in games, and and the and the reason is because because they want the manager out or they're not getting a game consistently, whatever. Because because that's as an outsider that that's how it looks to me that some of these players have down tools and it wouldn't be because of the the money they're on or anything like that. It's there's obviously an issue with the manager. But every every team I've been at, no everybody can like the manager. No everybody can like you know, so other players. Have you, you had to play when boys are down tools and you're running no, a shop and they're not doing much. Me personally, right, I wouldn't let that happen. I wouldn't let somebody down tools. I'd have, I'd have told them, Shankers would tell you yourself. If somebody down tools when I was there, Shankers, it wouldn't happen with them. I'm not saying. Uh, no, that's no, but I would I wouldn't be afraid to tell them if they, if they were and see if they they just keyed them out back. Oh, well, I don't like it. I just told them, well, beat it. Away you go then. But as well as that, like, I just thought, like, Mother will obviously, like, as Mother will should be, shouldn't they be, go- shouldn't they be fancying their chances when Celtic Company far part? But Mother must have been right up for it today. Like, they did look as active as you can, as, as they, they possibly could. Like, Shanker's like, where's. How how much or how much confidence would Motherwell have been feeling going into that game, knowing how poor Celtic have been playing? And obviously, you don't need you don't need to be a kind of expert to look in social media and see that there's no there's disjoint all over the, the Celtic fans. Some of them don't want Lennon. Some of them feel that Lennon's carrying the can for the players, as Mark says, down in pools. Like, what's where did you kind of think of the way kind of Motherwell come out and had it? I would say I would have said Motherwell would have go, but I think Rogic kind of just ran the show. But I would say Motherwell. Did come out flying to start with. I think there's no, there wasn't a better time to get Celtic off the back of a result like that during the week eh, on your on your home parts, and you're thinking there is a chance here. But also on the flip side, you know that they're going to come out all guns blazing to to prove a point to to tell the manager we want to be here, like we we are playing for Celtic. So you can there is going to be a reaction. But eh, I thought Morrow did have a few chances, but as a once it's it's two 0 against uh, a team like Celtic, it, it is hard to come back. And obviously they come back at two one, but then they just got the park and and, and see the game off. They, they did have a few chances uh, here and there, but for me there was always one winner once the once the two goals. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask. Uh, I'll ask all of you this. Like, I just do you think that's just papers over the the cracks and delays the inevitable for Neil Lennon? I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's inevitable to to be honest, but. As I say, I think I think the result today has has bought them time until January because I say I think this this if if Celtic were going to do something, then I think this would be the ideal time. There's three international games coming up. I say I know a lot of the players will be away, but it, it would be the right time to get a, a new manager in, you know, because it's the only chance you're going to get from now until January. Um, you know, I mean, so you can maybe bring in some more signings or whatever, which I don't necessarily think they need to be honest. Um, but uh, as I say, I think it has saved his bacon to a certain extent for all this. But I think again, come the Europa League, if he drops any more points in the league or the gaps any bigger than six come January, I, I generally think Peter Law will pull the trigger. Would you go with that, Scotty? You know, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to work out what goes on behind the scenes. So it's a hard one to hard one to answer. 
seen Thursday night as well, like when obviously that he's the obviously the thing well, you're now seeing his phone and that, like all that thing. But Neil Lennon looked to me like exactly the same how he looked when he was going through the personal problems at the in his first reign. Like he just looked like I it, it was just getting far too much and you can tell that. Like you touched on it last week, Wilson, like just how can I not out his depth, but it just how like Ingrained there. How, aye, how much the pressure was can I get into him? Like, I just think that'll like he'll he'll carry the can, but it just seems as if it's so even the day the day obviously as a as a big win to can I get the the one in the board, but it's still to me it just seems it does seem inevitable because you can't you can't play the way they did on Thursday night and come out like what well, as I said, I spoke to somebody the day about it. What happens if he does go from now until he plays Rangers and wins every game in the league and does it is everything goes again, do you think? If he does that. Oh it'll come down it'll come down to that Rangers game. And as I say, I think if they go if they go six or more behind Rangers, um then then I think I think there'll be a change. I, I really do. And just and it's a gamble. It's it's a massive gamble um to to, to do it. But as I say if the players have down tools, then you can't, you know, I suppose you could, but you can't really sack players. You can't sack five or six players and then expect to play the Europa League um, and then league games on a Saturday, plus they've got the Cups coming up. But as I say, we need to, I think we need to wait in January now before there's any big big announcement. Shankers, is there anything else you can want to add about the, the game and the, the situation itself? I think, I think uh, the... the People need to remember, like they they have games in hand which they're fully expected to win, and and say say they go and win them. It is only three points. It is only a game of football. Like that's that's all it takes. They're only three points behind if if all goes goes their favour. So like there is that. Obviously the performances and and that hasn't been hasn't been up to the standard that that they hope. But I don't think it's there's no a massive. No massive gap as of yeah, it's nine points, but they've still got two games in hand, so it is only three points uh, if it goes in their favour. So I think it's it's not overreaction performance wise, but like as in the golf and teams, there is no difference. It's it's just like whether whether it comes January and, and like Sir Edwards out a favour and no a favour because obviously if he's firing, he, he is a number nine, uh, but like if. Lights of the day, he's, he's dropped. Does does the team change after the international break because uh, they've they've won when when him and Duffy's at the team? I don't know. It just it comes January. The the some players went away if, if bigger clubs come calling. There's no there's not really much bigger clubs than 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 Celtic about like. But if uh, if a, a team like say in the French league, your Leon or. A, or somebody like that comes calling for for Encham or, or Edward, it, it obviously will get him thinking. But but I think I think after today, international break might not be the worst thing for them, and uh, I would fully expect them to, to come all guns blazing uh, once they return. Mm-hmm, definitely, a team that were flying in the day. Rangers went went and battered Aberdeen. Uh, Hamilton, sorry, they went and absolutely annihilated them. Eight now it could have been a lot more. How Shankers? How impressive for Rangers? I they were good. Listen, they've been good uh, in previous games before, but but without going in in thumping somebody eight now. But I think I think this result has been coming. They, with yeah. chances, the, the way Rangers play, they, they they create a lot of chances. I think a result like this has been coming, and today everything's everything's just clicked into place. Uh, I thought I thought Joe Arriba was was excellent in the middle of the I think it. I've seen some somebody else saying like we, we like to Jack and Kamara playing at Ibrox against like a Sitmonala. I don't. I think Gerald's maybe realised you don't need to play two kind of players like two kind of safe players uh, who, who are just in there to keep the ball. It likes a Aribo and Arfield. They'll go and make make runs into the box. Uh, go and go and make third man runs, create chances. I think. I think when they're playing at home, some of that where they're going to be uh, have all the ball. That you don't need to play two players that are going to come at. Matter still forward, mm-hmm. but it's eight now. It, it kind of says it all really, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Scotty, like how? What about kind of yourself? Like what's who can impresses you in that Rangers team? I think they're they're doing well collectively, aren't they? They're another team that's got goals all over the part. I mean, I, uh, I think Tavenier always impresses me. Just yeah, he's, he's come on. He's, he's come on so much in the past even six months. See for the the lockdown just. 
he's just been outstanding, I think. His goals and even his his diving into the box, takes all the set pieces and all that, he is he's a he is a right good weapon that Rangers have got, but going on Hamilton, but to go and lose eight 0 is shocking, do you know what I mean? It's you're going to you're you're going to Ibrooks when you crowd there. It's different if see if there's a big crowd. I mean I've took doings at Ibrooks in Park Eden, there's been a big crowd and they've just been right up for it and some players have maybe froze, but Going there with no crowd and getting battered eight nothing is just that is embarrassing for them. Mm-hmm. Wilson, like obviously Benfica were the first team in a long time to take three to take three goals off that Rangers defence. Like what did you kinda of think of their, their performance on Thursday night? I think they just I think Stephen Gerrard's interview after the game say, say showed you how far they've came, you know, d- disappointed with a with a three each draw. Um, away at Benfica, and I think he just right. They were just a bit sloppy. Um, I don't, I don't. But I mean, as I said, most folk will say you're taking a point beforehand, but it's it's definitely two points dropped. That, um, but smashing performance and I'd say great for the coefficient. Um, they've done so well in the Europa League so far. But touching on Hamilton, I would just relegate Hamilton just now. Unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> we just take them, relegate them now. And just play the living team in the league because that's that's embarrassing. As Scott said, I think it's even embarrassing. It's humiliation that, um, and I think I think Brian Reid, from what I've heard from people, he's a very good coach, etc. But I don't Brian know whether Brian Rice, sorry, um, but uh, off the field issues maybe have affected him. Because I knew you're under a lot of pressure with that. But again, I, I, it's, I'll, I always find that now. I, I I know Rangers are much better than Hamilton Aki's. So I, I don't doubt that, but. Again, that tells me that not 11, 16 Hamilton players are given their full guts to, to go there and get trampled 8 now. So I'll just, just relegate Hamilton just now. Just put, put them away. They'll go, they'll go anyway this year. They'll go anyway. Um, so. Jim, we've said that for three years. They've stayed up. Well, nah, they, always, they always seem to hang about, don't they? Nah, that, 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 they've, got a, they've got a distinct lack of experience this year, but... Like, I thought that losing, losing Darry McKinnon and Doug Emery, I think, is massive to them. Not, not probably not on the park, but just in the dressing room. Like bringing through young boys is fine, fine as well. And every Hamilton fan on Twitter saying that's a disgrace. He's your best player. He can't even get a game with under twenties at command. And you're thinking, how good must this guy have been? <laughs> just, just relegate them to do. Let them find another McCarthy and MacArthur and Brian Easton and the likes. Just, just get rid of them now. Mm-hmm. One thing that strikes me about Rangers, I've said repeatedly for a wee while, like their the recruitment's getting there. Like, I just feel the squad depth now is so 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 much better. They they made five changes today, and I don't think it I don't think it made the team any worse. Like, I just thought that it was very very good. Like Aribo's finding his form. I thought Roof was excellent. One thing, another thing that strikes me as well is like Balogun comes in for like, Hollander. Hollander was maybe a, a bit off the pace on Thursday night. Balogun comes in. How many? When was the last time we could say the two first choice centre halves for Rangers are one of them's out of the team and somebody else comes in and just takes it as well and does really well? Like the squad depth's just a big thing for me, Shankers, and I'm just I just think as well that's going to be the difference this season if if they are to go on and mount a serious challenge for the league. I just think they've got so much more on the bench now. Like if if they're needing a goal, they've got more options. I obviously when they're playing. Thursday, Sunday, uh, for three, four weeks uh, in a row, it, it is good to have a squad like that where they can chop and change, and it doesn't really make too much of a difference to to the eleven that's that's out there. Which I don't think they've had in previous years. I think they've had like loads of loads of players, but no the quality. Whereas this year, uh, it was like for liking in certain positions. Uh, the boy uh, Zunga or Zunga or something that came on the day at half time. I thought he was, I mean, what you see, I mean, the game was dead and buried in Rangers where I had other possessions. It'll maybe be different to see him in a, a different game, but he was positive thinking that every pass looked for a forward pass. He was trying different things, but as I say, the game was dead, so so that's probably, probably why he's like that. But it will be interesting to see. But the squad will have a big part to. To play every single player in the squad will have a big part to play in the in the coming months and in weeks uh, with, with fixtures uh, midweek at the weekend. So everybody will have to chip in. Definitely. I think the big thing, Scott, is at the moment it looks as if Rangers are thriving under pressure, whereas Celtic are crumbling under pressure. 
Yeah, I think that as well. I think I think Rangers are just playing with a lot of confidence where the Celtic potentially are. I, I don't agree with us not playing for the manager thing because nobody can say if you're if you're not playing for, if if Celtic were to go and if Neil Lennon was to lose his job and then let's say like we've heard the names kind of Eddie Howe been like if Eddie Howe comes in or somebody like that comes in and the team starts firing. That's worse, in my opinion, because that shows that if, you, if you're working for somebody and you're not giving 100% for them, and then somebody else comes in and you are giving your all, it's you that needs to take a look in the mirror, not the manager, in my opinion. I 100% agree, but football players don't think that way. Football players yeah, think of themselves on these big contracts, etc. And, and that's, as I say, regardless whether they like the manager or not, Scott said, you should be out there absolutely busting the gut, the yeah. privileged position that you're in. It's about doing everything you can. But as I say, no no one's going to convince me that none of those Celtic players haven't down tools judging by the performances against Rangers. AC Milan, you're going to get beat anyway. Uh, Sparta Prague. Um, and who, who's, who's the other one who didn't play well against? Aberdeen. And Aberdeen, aye. Um, so, mm-hmm. And then even, even at Rugby Park at the, the kind of start of the season, you know, they weren't they weren't the great at all, but that, that's the AstroTurf's fault again. That was that was <laughs> So we're joined this week by a special guest, Scotty McLaughlin. one of the few men who I'm as as humble as he is about winning a league a league cup. Like talk us through your time at Livingston and winning the that the memories I left in the League Cup that day and who were the kind of best players in that team? Uh, I was only twenty at the time, so that was Long, long time ago, but at that time I didn't appreciate what I've to, to this day I still don't really appreciate it. Not I mean because you think at that age, twenty year old, you think it's going to happen every season that you're going to win cups like because it happened quite quite early on in my career. But what a day it was! Uh, but we had a right, we had a right good side. So the Tubbs Hubs had a right good side, uh, and we fancied our chances because any time you're not playing against the old firm in a cup final, it's Kind of fifty-fifty chance. Everybody was fancying Hibs. We only had six thousand or something at the game, six thousand supporters, and they filled the rest of the stadium. So they were all, they were going for the party, thinking they were going to uh, roll us over. But we knew we'd we'd good players in that dressing room, and, and lucky enough in the day we won it. Mm-hmm. Was Big Marvin just just saying to everybody keep believing? Was that just the... Big Marvin was just heeding everything in his way. Big Marvin, <laughs> I know, I know. See, like we defenders. Big Marv can heater it further than he can kick it. That is no even debate. <laughs> used to tell him to put his boots feet and just if the ball was his feet, because he was just an absolute animal in there. And then when it was on his deck, on the deck, he was oily gaff, trying to kick the ball and made, made it look so painful. Just to see one of the best kind of teammates you had, like playing, like playing alongside him. Was he? Amazing. Just such a just, I just see what you see, what you get with a big man. Just the nicest big guy ever. Absolute gentleman, and I played with him later on at Clyde. Aye. I was always a bit of a mad bastard, so <laughs> uh, he knew me when I was younger. Then he was thinking I would kind of calm down as I got older, and he was like, ah, You're just exactly the same as you were. <laughs> uh, but no, what a guy, Big Marv, just such a nice, nice big guy. Aye. Who else were the kind of players in that team? Like, like kind of one of David Fernandez. David Fernandez. Uh, what a player. Just so strong on the ball. And, Linked up well. Derek Lilly played up front with him. Yeah. And him and Dale were some partnership. But the midfield is great midfield with Shoot Lovell, Lee Mako, Burton O'Brien. He was good as well. Yeah. I thought I always liked him. But really good player. Uh, and myself, I was in there as well. And Jamie McAllister at, on the left side. We played like 3 5 2, but we'd good foreign lads. The boy, uh, Oscar Rubio, and another guy, Manu Dorado. Yeah. Uh, Big French guy, so with 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 a with a good strong a good strong team. Mm-hmm. You move on for Livingston to Morton. Like, what were your Morton days like? Well, I won I won a league at Morton, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the, it wasn't the best spell in my career. I didn't didn't enjoy. It. But I was a box to box midfielder, and when I went there, Jim Mack and I was looking for a home midfield player, and I ended up Hoodie was coming towards the end of his career. Yeah, so. Hoodie was in there and he wanted me to kind of play the role that Hoodie had played like in a holding midfield and it wasn't really my position but if I imagine I should date you go and date and I felt I never I never got my they never got the best at me because I was always in 
getting in the box, arriving late and scoring goals, and I wasn't even allowed to do that. But like I said, I won a, I won a league playing that position, so I can't be, I can't be too, too critical. I just, I just, I just feel I could have, I could have scored more goals and things like that. Wanting, I mean, their punters are only too fond of doing there, but I've been doing scoring a few goals against them. So. <laughs> <laughs> But you'd, you'd spells it like Airdrie, Queen of South and Peterhead and Clyde. Like, what was your, obviously we'll touch in there in a moment, but what was your kind of favourite spell of your career like there, out of the, those kind of teams? Uh, Airdrie, Airdrie we, won the, we won the Challenge Cup at Airdrie. We beat Ross County in the final. We had loads and loads of good players there. Guys like Paul DiGiacomo, uh, Simon Lynch, Joe Cardo, Steve McDougall, boys who only have really good careers. And obviously Jacko had a great spell at Kilmarnock before he came to Airdrie. Uh, I really enjoyed that. See, see, to be honest, but see, I enjoyed everywhere. I, everywhere I went, like maybe no football wise, but I enjoyed all the people and uh, I met through football. And for me, that's what football is all about: is uh, meeting meeting people and making memories with guys. See, when you go and meet people you played football with, you generally don't really talk about games. You talk about things that happened in the dressing room or things that happened in the night suit or different things like that. It's, that's what it's all about. Like the dressing room is is the best place ever to be. Mm-hmm, but well, maybe, maybe not for other people that are in the dressing room with me because <laughs> just slaughter them as we shankers will no doubt tell you. But the spell it airs the one I want to touch on like your, your partner in crime probably was Mark Roberts. Like just, what was Mark like? Just obviously Wilson will want in in this as well but what was Mark like as a guy? Brilliant guy. Absolutely brilliant guy. Me and Mark will just kind of had it off right away. I knew, I knew Mark will be playing against him but I didn't know him personally. And uh, we had a really, really good understanding. Like, I played midfield, and Marco was a striker that wanted to take the ball in any feet. So, he was my ideal striker. I used to play around the court, and we taught it in, roll me back, and we'd slip him in. It was like kind of telepathic without actually talking about it. We just done it because uh, we were both decent players. But no, as a guy, he's brilliant. Funny, funny boy. Daft as a brush, but uh, some ability as a football player. Shankers, what memories have you got? A, a score? Like just what was the kind of best stories you've got? No, I just a lot of memories that I, I preferred wasn't he playing football with him. It was just like in the team night suit in Newcastle and <laughs> and then, <laughs> just, just, just in the dressing room and that. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sunday it was fancy dress. You had to go to a charity shop and pick pick folks uh, clays and then you had to wear them and I was walking about with brogues with no socks on with horrible blisters <laughs> it's horrendous but that Sunday was crazy man you're just he's just a drinking machine man <laughs> you get more. to that you get to Me that more. stage of a drunk and you can't get anywhere drunk and I think the first kick off and even kicked it off on the Sunday afternoon yet but Me and Moff in the, the vests <laughs> Me and Moff the kit remember and all the boys are wanting to go for a kit. I was like, well, me and Moffat got the kitty, so <laughs> I think we come back out and use what that was just use what absolutely gone at that point. We need to be old man's best. Everybody just gave us a wide berth after that. Right. Shankers, can you remember but can you remember in training that time but when uh, you were playing up front against me and Andy Milner playing at the back? And uh, <laughs> no. he, he came out, you, you went in and just kind of back over into Andy and he just done that and bang, cracked you but, right the back of the heat, probably. right? And then you thought, all right, I'll come out and play in Scottish. I do, you and you're just in the same. I was telling last week with Tom Andy Millen and I remember when I was at Air, we went to Queen of South, I think he might have been assistant manager and it was a reserve game and I was about 16 and I played against him and I'm thinking, this old guy, man, I'm going to and take him down the corners and that and Bockham's up defeat you're trying to hold it in big world cup straight down your car that was it <laughs> trying to stay away from him the rest of the game it was absolutely horrible to him. an absolute animal but what a good uh, guy he is brilliant guy who were your kind of favourite teammates like Scotty during throughout your career like, who was like who would just give you a, a brilliant laugh uh, Marco was funny uh, Moff was funny Moff's brilliant, yeah. isn't he? He's just hilarious. Oh, hilarious, like just so, just so funny, like just day daft things. Kelso, the kit man, he was my. See when Marco was a manager, 
That was my best mate, Hitman. Drinkers, me and Kels are just kind of put together. See when we maybe get a bad result or something, and then you see how he's peeking through that door, see the door through the showers, do you see how he's coming through by the window? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we had Slaney in that as well. Slaney was some laugh. Paul DiGiacomo Airdrie was some laugh and all. He was, he he just didn't care what people said about me. He was just, and I used to slaughter Jacko all the time. Like, he used to come in wearing like, Timbies with, with the laces like hanging out them with tracky bottoms and a body one and I'm like, why are you wearing your tramp? Right, spotting them. And he used to say to me all the time, Scotty, see if you want me to leave, get all the boys to sign the petition and I'll leave. Right? So then see when boys started slotting Jacko, Jacko would just go, go and see Scotty and sign the petition. <laughs> Wilson, what are the questions I've got? Marco's just texted me one, but I don't know if I'm going to say it, to be honest, because I don't know what the, what the answer's going to be. Um, but as I say, and it was a great thing to have a great dressing room, what do you think went wrong for Marco at Air when he became the manager? It was just that transition um, from going from senior player to manager. I was, that, was hard. that was hard for Marco, but I mean, he had a tough first season. I was away in his first season. Uh, but then I came back like his second season manager. We finished, we finished fourth, so he kind of he done well. Like we were in, the, we got to the playoffs, and that was when Rangers and Dunfermline were in it, and it was us and Stromral were in the playoffs along with Dunfermline. So he done well that year, and then we got after a brilliant start the following year, and then we had a terrible, terrible run, and ultimately that's what that's what cost Marco his job. Sorry to but interrupt. Did, Sorry to interrupt, but did Shankers does Scotty have any story about the physio? Oh, I'm off. Big That's the best story ever. Me and Kelso, me and Kelso used to call him all the time the physio. All the time. Right, fizz. He's a strong. Aye. That's a classic. See, see, I'm listening to Marco's interview with you, Scott. Like, see, he was going on about like, resources and that. He, what he didn't have at that time, which is right, because see, like, when he went away and the next manager came in, like they, they I don't know if they went full time instantly or whatever. So they went full time and a fine, fine players good money and big wages. So like, how can you have so tight a budget and then just open it right up? Like, well, obviously there's like, money there. There just wasn't why to give the money. That, 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 so that's happened at Queen's Park as well. That's right, Colin, Queen's Colin, Park that's as well. on his, Colin, the show as well when he got the job at Cowden Beef and he said exactly the same thing. See, it part time, your your budget's so low that like you can't. You can't do. You can't date like compete against like teams like that are so high above you. Because Colin Nash said as well, Cowdenbeath won the championship at the time, and they were they were getting hammered ten now half hearts. Like the, the gaps were big. Ever that happened? There was stuff going on behind Marco's back at Air as well. Uh, it's an absolute joke. He was getting stabbed in the back after. Uh, yeah. Remember, 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 Shankers, but the goals were getting hidden on it. Uh. Chained the goals up because they wanted the they wanted. Uh, the youth team or something like that. So we were not allowed to use the goals and then Ian McCall came and the goals are set up. We're training on the park with poles. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's not got much uh, hey, time When I listened to his interview as well, he says about how he wishes he had Andy Mullen in that, that his uh, first year, which would probably been perfect because obviously coming out to playing to, to coach and then having some days experienced as Andy, that he probably uh, wishes, he said he, he wishes Andy was there. Which, see that, see that, right? See the thing is, but I think that's that was Marco's mistake, right? Marco's one of my good mates, but that was his mistake because seeing your first in a job, the most powerful you're going to be in is day one, right? Mm-hmm. And he should have went, I want Andy in right now. No, I'm, you're taking Davy White. You should have said, no, I don't want Davy White because I know Marco. Marco wouldn't have chose Davy White as his assistant. Aye. He should have went, no, I want to bring one man in. And that's, that's what I say. So your first day in a job is when you've got all the power. So if you start off on, on the rank fit like that, then... Then everything was gonna gonna happen. If if you've not got your own man in, then you're kind of pissing against the wind. The thing that I said, we we haven't been the head of youth too. Like when it all went tits up, like he was always going to have that job to fall back on. So it, it, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to lose it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas most teams, you, most teams you see, like if the manager goes assistant nine times out of ten goes with him. So like. But he's he had that job to fall back on, so he wasn't going to lose it. Then if if it exactly. went, if it up, which it obviously eventually did. 
he 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 knew what he was doing by taking by, by keeping on that head of youth. Aye, the head of youth. I know. I know. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Because as you said, when Sackings come about, he can just go back to being the youth or being more involved in the youth. He thinks results aren't going too good. He can just a go bit back. Ladders it. <laughs> Get the ladders today. I warm up for forty-five minutes. That's the answer to everyone. Get the ladders out. No bother, Davy. <laughs> Ladder Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's uh, one thing I loved it here. Mar- Marco's training and Andy Mullen's training was quality because like, you would go into the circle to start, nine times out of ten, you'd do a wee pass and draw possession, then into a game, or if, and if you didn't do ladders. Hey, else was good, but how good was the team we went on the bus up to training? That was some laughing all that. Oh, that mini bus. Oh, my God. <laughs> that oh, convince Hutch thing. to jump out it, remember? <laughs> you'll do anything if you tell him. You'll know do that. That's all you had to say. Aye. You'll know do that. I will. He'd throw the, the washing basket with all the all the kit went. <laughs> best like, man's in he he did the squeegee, remember? Cause he don't I was holding the squeegee but I didn't hear that from that. He did it. First all that Oh brilliant. Oh aye, that was like a I get dressed. I remember Marco. Oh, Marco pulled in. Marco pulled in. He's like, you need to stop doing all this daft things. You're going to get hurt. He's like, you need to tell them. You need to tell them to tell. Stop telling me to do things. Oh, he was not. He didn't drink day one. That was the worst part. I wouldn't like to see him if he had a drink. No, I know some boy. The other thing I was going to ask Paul was um, Mark as well. Marco raved when he first kind of went to air and got the job and that. He raved about how good Alan Forrest was, um, and he said he, you know, destined for a top guy, some ability, etc. And then he kind of he did well at air, but I think you know with the way Marco spoke very highly about him, I moved to Livingston maybe wasn't he? And it's, it's a couple of years down the line for that. I think Mark thought he might be a way earlier. Um, and no, no disrespect to Livingston or Allen, but I think to a bigger team than Livingston. Was, was, was that a fair comment from Marty? He was really, really good, or has he maybe just struggled with injury apart? No, I thought I thought we Forrest was brilliant. I mean, Forrest, was, Forrest scored the Ibrox and was still at school. Yeah. Forrest scored the Ibrox <laughs> and it went. He was, he, was he was a brilliant boy as well, Forrest. Like, listened, listened to what people were saying to him, like, respected. Pro, uh, pros and I said I thought he had great great ability and I'm a wee bit surprised that he's no maybe went further on but he's still young and there's still time for him to do that uh, remember, so, remember when he played at Ibrox and, uh, and David said he was only 17 they said he's 17 and he plays like a 27 year old <laughs> <laughs> I know He's 17. He's 17. He plays <laughs> like you're 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The local derby against the Nord on the right. Remember, I had a. I, I wrote down. I wrote, wrote down all his quotes. I oh, had about 100 quotes. About 100 quotes with David White. <laughs> a typical Scott Booth team. Oh my God. That was typical Scott Booth corners. <laughs> What a weapon. <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he in to do Uncle Brian, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be better off with Uncle Brian, that's all I'm saying, all right? Tell Marco that. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a question from the audience, that's not my question, Scott. <laughs> Tell Mark Roberts, tell him we'd be better off it, Uncle Brian and Davy White. <laughs> so what's the plans now, Scotty? What's the, what are you, what are you planning on getting into coaching? Or? Nah, mate. Nah, not at all. I'd, I'd been offered a couple of jobs to get into coaching and uh, I knocked them back. It's just it's not for me. Like, like I said, see, see I'm at a backstabbing and I've only got his own in coaching. That's not me. I'm what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. There's the real... As you probably told the last ten minutes, there's no real fault in me. I just thought <laughs> as I see it, and 
But I think that's what, see, that's what players want. That's what I always wanted, just people be bonus with me. So right. I'm really enjoying the agent side of things now and try to help, help young lads and keep them on the, the straight and narrow and try and see what they can do in their career. Mm-hmm. That's been great. I'm surprised with that with the coaching thing. I, th- I thought that would be something that you you'd been. And see, just because you like when I were in a dress room, me like the leadership type of things and like, uh, like a, as a number two, probably uh, like mm-hmm. the balance between like dressing yeah. room and, and players. I just thought that'd be something that you would be into. I said I've, I've had offered it. I've been I've Aye. been offered it, but right now the way I, the way I'm feeling it's just I just I don't I don't want it. It might change in a few years' time, but not for me. A lot of people have said that to me like they thought I'd be really keen in coaching, but I said no, they knew. For years I really did, and then see as you get older and you kind of see what happens behind the scenes, and you're like, ah, why would you want that? Want to happen? Do you know what I mean? Unless you got a free run of things, and someone's going to say this, and you're getting three or four years at it going build what you want and, and try and do something then then you go and think about it but see just been in a job six months you don't months, got a lot of time I know like it just doesn't happen I mean mm-hmm. but it's been great to be on Scott it's been I've thoroughly enjoyed it brilliant stories yeah. brilliant <laughs> plenty of me about that came from it plenty of me about that story <laughs> anytime <laughs> anytime anytime you want to come on mate you're welcome more questions yes I've just asked all these favourite cards <laughs> the ace of spades. I don't get Marco. these jokes. I'm, I'm only, I'm only, I'm only firing the bullets. <laughs> me and Marco, me and Marco were the the comrades. That's what we were. Chase the ace up the back of the bus. Chase the ace. Remember the ace of spades shouting the ace. Brilliant, brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Just want to touch on the the big game on Thursday night. Just before we go. Uh, Wilson, how is this the biggest game since 1998 for Scotland? Yeah, absolutely. Well, apart from the play England, um, they're the biggest games regardless whether they're friendly or not. But um, yeah, it's, and as I say, I was actually going to touch on that point earlier. You know, I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely think Scotland will beat them. I, th- I think Scotland can go there and get a result. I, I really do. My only slight issue is I'd be very worried if um, they play with the two Motherwell defenders at centre half and right back that played today with O'Donnell and Gallagher. Um, I felt Celtic were tearing the two to shreds, and as I say, I, I think Serbia will probably have just as good as players as, as Celtic. To be honest, so that, that that would be a worry for me. But I'll be honest, I'm pretty confident that Steve Park can just go. I don't think it'll be pretty to watch. I definitely don't. But I think they can go there and get a result. You thinking away from home suit Scotland? No, well, again, it's pretty much the same. It probably actually suits now because there'll be no punters because going to places like Serbia and Turkey and all that with the vociferous home fans, you know, maybe affect some players. Um, and I feel Scotland maybe haven't had the best results because there's been no fans at Hamden. But I don't think I don't think it's have any fear now with an empty stadium and going there. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Scotty, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Fraser's a bit of a blow. Aye, he's a big loss. Aye. He's a big loss. You're thinking, okay, well, we could just bring James Forrest in, but with him being injured as well, Aye. he might just have to tweak the shape a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Scotty, what's your kind of thoughts of the game? Are you confident? Yeah, I think it's a tough, tough game, but uh, I think every game's kind of tough for Scotland. You can never say they're going to bat their end, do you know what I mean? So I think it'll be, I think it'll be tight, but it's going to be a hard one, a hard one to win. And, I just hope they can do it. Mm-hmm. Shankers, who does he does he give Griffiths a start? Does he do what Lennon hasn't done and give him a give him a go up front? I I don't think so. I think it's, he's a, obviously a good weapon to have for like it's saying nil nil half an hour to go, twenty minutes to go. It is because you know if he gets a chance it's nineteen out of ten he's going to put it away. But I think it is too much for him to to start him. Uh, he's not really had too many starts with Celtic then. Uh, so, so I think it's too much to ask to, to throw him in straight away. But it, it is obviously a good a good player to have for, for twenty thirty minutes. If you're chasing a goal, or, or even or even a, if it's level to, to go and get a goal to win it, but uh, it's going to be set pieces. Tough, as well, Mark. Set pieces. Uh, he can. He, he's got a good dead ball for for the number of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen I seen Serbia's maybe got a few players missing due to for whatever reason. A few a few players that would probably start in their team, but. Uh, 
but they'll still have some quality to, to hurt Scotland. Midweek, midweek under the lights, Panthers, eh? Local derby in Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. What's, uh, what's my predictions? I'll ask you everybody, what's the, Wilson, what's the prediction? What are we going for result-wise? 1-0 Scotland. I'll go Scotland to winning penalties. 7-0 Scotland. <laughs> I'll go... Well, maybe 1-0 Scotland. It'll be 1-0 either way, I think. No, I think it'll be... I, I, I'm going to go with Shankers. I think Scotland could do it in penalties. I, think, I, just, I, I do think Serbia... I do think they've got a couple of good players like Milinkovic-Savic, Jovic as well. Jovic is a player... Like Milinkovic-Savic is, is one of the ones that isn't going to be available. To oh, is he no playing? That's a bonus. I think he's in it, his brother, Robbie Savage. <laughs> 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 he's fat. <laughs> oh, we need to just end it, end it and ruin that one. <laughs> We're ending the show there, we can't, we can't get any better than that. Scotty, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. I can't thank you enough for that, it's been great. No, anytime, I enjoyed mate. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Back on any, anytime you want, mate, back on and have you in a heartbeat. Definitely, mate. Brilliant. Thanks very much, boys, it's been great. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers mate. Thank Cheers. You. <laughs>